Um, Gary looked good, man. We're, we're excited to get him out there. Hopefully, you know, very, very soon he gets out there with us. And obviously, you know, he's someone who can help on the defense and help with holding guys accountable and, um, you know, giving us that toughness that, that, that we need. So um, he's looking good. And obviously we're, we're there to encourage him as best we can. Hey, Rip City. It's GP2 here. And it's time to open the briefcase with Casey Holdall. Greetings, Blazer fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 15 of The Briefcase, your podcast covering all things Rip City and beyond. I am your host, Casey Holdall, in North Portland. Trailblazers getting one more game at home for the holiday season before heading out on yet another road trip. Though their last road trip for some time, their last extended road trip for the rest of January, that was Josh Hart discussing how Gary Payton too, who's expected to make his Trailblazers debut Monday night versus the Pistons, has looked recently in practice as he rehabilitates from offseason surgery. We'll talk a bit more about Gary Payton 2's debut and hear a bit more from Josh Hart later on this edition of The Briefcase. Well, first off, hopefully a happy and a healthy beginning of 2023 to all of you out there, Rip City and beyond. As we begin a new calendar year, let's go ahead and look where the Trailblazers are at after 35 games this season. Even though the NBA spans two calendar years, the turning over of the calendar is always a good chance to kind of take stock and see where a team is at. So let's go ahead and do that right now. As I mentioned, after 35 games, the Blazers are currently in eighth place in the Western Conference standings with a record of 18 wins and 17 losses. And that is five and a half games behind the Nuggets, who are in first. However, the Blazers are just two games behind the Mavericks, who are in fourth. So we're nearly at the midway point of the season, and having a great week or a terrible week can still be the difference between having home court advantage and missing the postseason altogether. At least if the season ended today. Checking on the season-long stats that we'll be following all year long, the Blazers are ninth in offensive rating at 114.1 points scored per 100 possessions, which is basically unchanged from last week, which makes sense considering the Blazers only played two games last week, so not a whole lot of opportunity for movement there. On the other side of the ball, Portland is currently 22nd in defensive rating, which is actually two spots better than the last time we checked, which means that even though the Blazers didn't play a lot, other teams did, so they're able to move up a little bit in the defensive rating. Though I don't really know if that means a whole lot because their defensive rating now is 114 points allowed per 100 possessions, which is actually a little bit worse than it was when they were higher ranked. So some of the other teams in the league may be getting a little worse defensively. The Blazers kind of staying even at this point defensively. You'd like to see a move up here, hopefully sometime soon, preferably in January where you have quite a few home games. The difference between Portland's offensive rating and their defensive rating is their net rating, which at 0.1 ranks 15th, which is unchanged from last week. And once again, if you're 15th in the league in net rating, that means that you are basically an average NBA team, which at this point, I think the Blazers probably are. The hope is that they can maybe improve as their schedule gets a little bit easier, which it will in this month, but that's still on them to make that improvement. Checking in as we always do on the Blazers betting markets, Portland is 21 and 14 versus the spread this season after failing to cover in Friday night's loss to the Warriors. Blazers were two and a half point favorites in that game. They ended up losing by six. The Blazers have now failed to cover in four of their last five games, but they are still one of the best bets in the NBA, at least in terms of their record versus the spread, though some other teams are starting to catch up with them a little bit. That typically happens as the season goes on. Vegas starts to figure a few things out about teams and is able to set those lines a little better than they maybe did earlier in the season. Better for them, at least. And in new betting business, the Blazers are nine and a half point favorites in Monday night's game versus the Pistons at Moda Center. Granted, the Pistons have the worst record in the league at 10 and 29, but they are coming off a convincing 116-104 victory versus the Timberwolves in Minneapolis on New Year's Eve. However, a nearly 10 point spread versus the team like the Blazers that doesn't typically blow teams out even at home is a little bit of a head scratcher. Though one way you might explain it is the return, or the debut I should say, 
of Gary Payton too, who has missed the first 35 games of the season as he's rehabilitated from offseason surgery, but is expected to be available at Monday night's game versus the Pistons at Moda Center. GP2 was not listed on the team's injury report for Monday night's game, so that makes us the first time this season that his status has been anything other than out, which presumably means that he will play his first minutes of the season Monday night. Peyton's change in status from Monday's game ends over two months of anticipation for his debut. Peyton was signed to a three-year deal this offseason with the hope that he could assist in turning around Portland's lackluster defense. But on October 13th, the team announced that Peyton would miss the start of the regular season, though they also noted at that time that his rehab continues to progress well. Two weeks after that, the team announced that Peyton was reevaluated by Dr. William C. Myers, who performed the procedure back in July to repair that core muscle injury, and that he had been cleared to increase conditioning and on-court activity in preparation to return to play. Two weeks after that, on November 18th, the team announced that throughout progressive levels of rehab and preparation to return to gameplay, Peyton has experienced intermittent soreness and that he would again be reevaluated in two weeks. Ever since then, Peyton has participated in some on-court activity with the team. However, as recently as last Wednesday, head coach Chauncey Billups noted that the 6-3 guard had participated in some, but not all, of the team's most recent practice and implied that his status going forward would depend on how he felt after consecutive days of increased workload. Billups also noted prior to Friday's loss to the Warriors, where GP2 received his championship ring from his former team in a short ceremony prior to tip-off, that there were non-physical issues at play regarding Peyton's return. To quote Chauncey, he said, he's working his behind off to get back. He's close, very close. Medically, he's done everything that he can do. I always tell people a lot of time, like, nobody really understands. When you have an injury, you have a surgery. There's not just a physical component you have to get over. There's a mental component as well. You don't want to get hurt again. You don't want to re-injure yourself. And I think that's kind of where he's at, just trying to get over that. And apparently Gary has been able to get over that and also get his body to a place where he feels comfortable to get out there and play, as indicated by his change in status from Monday's game. Gary Payton, too, might be the size of a guard, but he plays much bigger. He often works out with the team's front court players rather than the guards in the wings. In fact, when I've seen practice, Gary works out with the bigs almost exclusively, it seems like to me, which I think speaks to the way that he plays. He's a guy who plays much bigger than his stature would indicate. And regardless of what he brings specifically, the Blazers could simply use another body as they were down to just eight players in Friday's loss and still have multiple players out with non-COVID illness and more long-term injuries specifically Nasir Little and Justice Winslow, both of whom could be coming back here in the next couple weeks, but neither of whom I would expect back anytime before the middle of the month. The debut of GP2 coincides with Portland's schedule really coming back around to them after they spent the better part of the last two months on the road. As of right now, Portland has played 21 games on the road, half of the road schedule this season in their first 35 games, but will now spend much of January at the Moda Center, where they're 8-6 and six this year. 8-6 and six is 14 home games, by the way, while the teams above Portland in the standings have played 17, 18, 20, 20, 18, 18, and 19 games at home this season, and the two teams directly below the Trailblazers have both played 18 games at home this season. So sitting in eighth, the Blazers have been able to tread water in the Western Conference standings, all while playing significantly more games on the road and fewer home games than their contemporaries. But with 11 of their next 15 games at the Moda Center in the month of January, the Blazers will have a chance to get comfortable at home for the first time this season. They have home stands of four games and six games in January. And what's more, between January 10th and January 30th, the Blazers will play just one road game, a January 17th game versus the Nuggets in Denver, over the course of nearly three weeks. 
But before that stretch, they'll head out for a three-game trip with stops in Minnesota, Indianapolis, and Toronto, with a day off in between each one of those games. The Timberwolves, as I mentioned, have been surprisingly bad this season, the Pacers have been surprisingly good this season, and the Raptors have been somewhere in between, so the trip does present an opportunity to build some momentum before returning home for an extended homestand. But you could have said something similar on their last road trip. Nevertheless, the Blazers have lost their last four games on the road, so they'll need to do some things differently, especially when it comes to holding leads late in games, which that has become something of an issue for the Trailblazers recently, up to and including in the Warriors game where they were up by eight with less than three minutes to play, ended up losing that game by six. That has been a recurring issue, something they're going to need to get figured out, particularly on the road where you need to be at your best in order to win, particularly close games. And when you look at the standings, you do start to feel pretty bad about some of those close games you ended up losing because you realize that if you had won just even maybe a few of those, you would be significantly higher up in the standings, which is something that Josh Hart kind of intimated when we talked to him at practice about where the Blazers are in the standings as we start 2023. Portland's hot start sustained them through a few cold snaps, but they'll need to start taking advantage of an easier schedule if they're to avoid the play-in or miss the postseason altogether. So here's what Josh Hart had to say about his opinion about where the Blazers are at in eighth place to start the new year. We're eighth. I think we're unhappy with being in eighth. Um, I think we could easily be in second. Denver game, we gave up here. Brooklyn game, we gave up here. Clipper game, we gave up here. So just those three, just off the top of our head, you know, you, you, we win those three, we're, what, 20, 21 and 13? Yeah, and we're, and we're you know, in second or third place in the West. So we know, we know we gave away a couple, you know, the OKC games. We, we, we should have won both, honestly, in my opinion. So we know we, we dug ourselves a hole, but we know we're a better team than what um, – the standings are and obviously to our benefit like you said no one's really you know really separated themselves so we're all you know two three four games out of first place so you know we just got to go in get on a run which we have the capability to do and just you know put together wins obviously it's frustrating because um we feel like we're a better team than we are but on paper it doesn't look it you know what i mean so that, that's the frustrating part of it but um you know, on the other side, it's, you know, the encouraging part, knowing that we gave up, you know, three, four, five games and we're still in eighth place. So it's definitely there's two sides of it. Obviously, we would rather have the wins than, than the more victories. But, you know, we know that in the back of our mind and we know once, you know, when we're healthy and we're able to go out there and execute at a high level, we're going to be a really good team. But we just got to make sure we put it together every night. And I think that's the biggest thing in the league, you know, is consistency. Well, the Blazers do now have an opportunity to build some consistency by spending quite a bit of time at home, a chance to maybe get some things figured out, particularly on the defensive end, as you as you integrate Gary Payton too into the rotation, hopefully maybe get a few other guys back from injury as well. The Blazers do have a number of difficult games versus good competition in the month of January. But the flip side of that is they also have quite a few games versus teams below them in the standings, or at least with the worst record in the Eastern Conference, which gives them a little bit of an opportunity to maybe get some wins, again, build some confidence, and really become the team that we saw early on in the season where it seemed like things were locking in pretty quickly. So we'll talk about that on the next edition of the Briefcase, which will be from the road, either in Minneapolis or Indiana, potentially in Toronto as well, a little international flavor for the 
briefcase, something we haven't had just yet. You only get that once a year in the NBA, at least in the West, so might take advantage of that. So thank you for joining us on this edition of The Briefcase. Gary Payton 2's debut, going to want to check that out. Trailblazers leaving for a three-game road trip, then back home at the Moda Center for most of January. Tickets available for most, if not all, those games. A good way to spend your January. If you didn't get someone, maybe a, a Kwanzaa or a Christmas or a Hanukkah gift, Trailblazers tickets are always a nice late gift for people. I can assure you of that. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Briefcase. We'll talk to you later on this week. Take care.